Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey there, and welcome to your bonus tracks. This one is for episode six, as Tom and I are talking about freight. So we decided to go into the acronyms and some of the terminology used. So grab a pencil and listen up. costs and stuff and a lot of most shippers even they don't really read their bills or whatever and they don't understand you know we're talking about 13,000 a container 15,000 a container etc but that's not the total cost and I wanted to um, kind of go through some of the terminology sure. so that people can understand you know like you used even CPI and people probably like oh what that is you know consumer price index they should know these things um, uh, so I, I like to break down some of this stuff for, for listeners that are new, because I've had people tell me that they're listening to this and they're new to this and they don't know half the time what we talk about. So with that, uh, let's start with drayage. When somebody sees a drayage fee. What does that mean? That's the trucking fee, right? Pick up the container or deliver the container. Right. Uh, demurrage. I feel like I'm going to be quizzing you like you're in school. Okay. <laughs> it's all right. I believe me, I've got it all written out right here. Demurrage. That is storage time for the container. Now, with that, demurrage fees, are they being kind of waived a little bit now? What's going on with that? That and the, what is it? The uh, detention fees. Detention, right? So, and what is the, the difference between demurrage and detention? So, demurrage takes place at the terminal. Detention takes place off terminal for the empty container or the full container. They want that container back within so many days. Demurrage is the same thing. You have to get the container off the terminal, certain amount of free days. What we saw in the beginning was they a lot of the steamship lines of terminal operators increased the demurrage time. Right, in order to give you a couple more days because they weren't operating at capacity. What what was it before these extensions? I mean, it, it could have been seven to ten days. Yeah. Some of these steamship lines, some of these some of these importers had fourteen days free. Um, average right now is around four, right? Um, and now, you recall the federal government wanted to step in and, and help, and they were going to implement these government fees for the mirage, and it's been pushed back, pushed back. Push back, but now a lot of the terminal operators, especially on the uh, U.S. West Coast, have implemented something very similar. So, you know, any chance to kind of take more money from the importers is basically what they're doing. I mean, the bottleneck isn't because the importers don't want to get the containers off the terminal. The bottleneck is there's no chassis, there's no truckers, you know, that can't bring the empty container back, you know unless they take out another one or, or, or vice versa. They can't pick up a full container unless they bring an empty one back, right? So they have a dual transaction at some point, you know? And the waiting time, you know, they opened the port at night and you know, it was laughable. None of these guys were going at night. So there's a lot of moving parts to an ocean freight shipment. The ocean freight is just one part, right? Then you have the EMF, the bunker adjustment factor. My list because yeah, the emergency bunker adjustment fee, people are like, 
they just gloss over that. Well, that's a nice big fee. They keep slapping on and slapping on when, right. when these fees are up there. Right. So, I mean, that's that's increasing now because the price of fuel, right? Bunker is fuel, right? That's going up. Um, probably see a PSS peak season surcharge probably next month, right? In time for Easter. Peak season. Yeah. Peak season. And, you know, there's probably talk of a GRI, general rate increase, you know, in the, in the coming months as well. So. Those GRIs are, I've actually stopped publishing them because they're happening every day, every day, something else. And I'm like, you know what, just everybody's got to keep on their own. Uh, well, you know, they publish the GRI for like a named account rate. But if I'm buying in the market at FAK rates and I'm paying, you know, a premium. Freight all kinds, you got it. Yeah. I'm sorry, FAK, freight of all kinds, but I'm buying in the spot market. That GRI is already baked in. Right to that price. Um, where to go into more of these terms, there's a dwell fee that has been popping up a lot. Yep. Uh, sometimes it can be like a hundred bucks, maybe more a day. When okay, so now somebody's like, well, wait a minute, isn't that the same as demurrage, or isn't that the same as you know detaining? It's like, no, this is something else now. <laughs> They're banging you for for leaving the container on the vessel before they get to the even get to a berth, right mm -hmm. or a pier. So. Yeah, I mean, anyway, look, they're, they're making money hand over fist and they, they want to keep making the money, you know? And that's why I think the uh, ILWU, the International Longshoremen Workers Union, will strike uh, in June because they see how much money these steamship lines are and everybody wants a taste, right? These guys are working hard. They're working double shifts. They're working a lot of overtime. They want a taste of the money that the steamship lines are bringing, you know? So... I, I think they're going to have to come, you know, and make a good offer for these guys not to go on strike. And they've been working without a contract for a while. So circle back on that in a second, because there's a little some additional fees here. I want people to, to know what's padding and all this. Um, and this is something that I've done in the past to drop fee where somebody is asking, you know, for a container to be dropped at their place and then filled at leisure, whatever they need to do. And then they, it gets picked up the next day. And people understand that when the guy drops it, you know, his rig, he then has to go back and he's not pulling anything. Well, that's gas, that's his time, that's travel, et cetera. And then he has to go do something else. And then they got to come back and get it. Meanwhile, that container is sitting out of the pool, if you will. So yeah, there's a fee involved. A lot of, a lot of truckers won't even do it because they need the chassis. Right. So unless you're taking exactly. the container off the chassis, they don't want to lose that chassis. Right. And right? they can go back to the container yard or the terminal, take that container off and get a new container because they already have the chassis. Right. And to re-explain to people, the chassis is the quote unquote like trailer thing it sits on to pull it. So yeah, they need that. Um, let me see. Oh, pre-pull fees. Okay, here's one that first long ago when I, I found I'm like, wait a minute, you gotta pull it anyway. No. Sometimes because of when the ports are available or times and depending on geographically where they're going, like, like people that come up, I'm in Rochester right now. When you, when you have to come up to do a loading at 7am, the guys are pre-pulling a container to get on the road, you know, at a certain time and they got to move it out. Well, again, it's taking up the chassis and then the chassis fees themselves. Yeah. It's not per hour. 
there's like a two day minimum and people are, you know, cramming. Three day now. And sometimes now it's three. Four. Okay, now it's three days. So there you go. And and it's like because you gotta pull the container and then it sits and then it's moving and this and yeah, you gotta pay for three days. It's not just well, they came and I loaded it and off it went. No, there there's days involved. So and when you're short, when you have a shortage of these things, you're gonna get you're gonna get hit. Oh, okay. This one. The blank sailings that are going on. People don't understand what that is and why is it happening. So why don't you explain what that is? So a blank sailing is they publish, the steamship lines publish their, uh, their sailing schedules. So a blank sailing is either they don't have the equipment, they don't have the vessel, they'll cancel that sailing. So it's a blank sailing. They have it, they leave it in there, but it's, the vessel's not moving, it's not going in. Right. So it's basically a cancellation on their schedule. They call it a blank sailing. But they're, they're allowed, they're allotted, right? So many slots at these ports on these trade lanes that they keep. But it's a blank sailing. It means the vessel's not leaving, the vessel's not arriving at the destination port. And it's just blank. And they do that to artificially manipulate the capacity that's available in the market. Now, a lot of them have been doing it because the container dwell times at some of these, these ports you know, two to three weeks, does it make it feasible to set sail, you know, on this day to have it sit outside the port for another three weeks. So they'll delay it, you know, but that's called the blank sailing. And what we're seeing now on certain lanes is they're adding additional capacity and they call that an extra feeder, right? So they're bringing on an extra vessel that takes some capacity of containers on a certain lane. Uh, we're seeing that a little bit now on the, uh, the Australia, New Zealand lanes out of, out of North America, right? And even some Transpac, uh, we've seen some uh, feeder vessels come on, extra feeder vessels. But that space goes quick. And that space is usually at a premium or diamond tier level service, right? That's cleaner, clearing up the, the backflow of cargo, the backup of, of cargo. Long-term long contracts, some of those rates have come out. Do you have clients that actually were able to get some contracts in place, and do you think it was a good thing or a bad thing to get contracts? I think for, we we do have a certain amount of clients that have uh, NAC rates, right, contract rates, and they're probably at twenty five percent of the capacity that they were, let's say, two years ago, as far as allocating them that space. Can't allocate everybody NAC space because, like I said, my my capacity has been cut in half two times in a row. So if you look two years in a row, so if you look at the capacity that I'm having now, let's say Two years ago, I had 50,000 TEUs uh, Asia to North America. Last year, they cut it to 25,000. And this year, they cut it to 12,500. TEU is the 20-foot equivalent units that the forwarder is under obligation to book per the carrier. So they keep reducing it. So I have to try and be fair. We're looking to support the clients that have supported us, you know, the last five years or six years. You know, people are coming out of the woodwork now looking for a space. They have been for the last two years. And I just, we haven't done business with you. It's not that I don't want to help you. I just can't. Yeah. You know, I had somebody actually come out with an RFQ just this past month on the ocean freight. They, they were looking for 20 to 25% savings in one year contract. And I went, I, I didn't even respond. I'm like, no, and it's all out of Asia. And I'm like, you know. Where have you been? Like, yeah, it, it, it's amazing. Some of these shippers, are they just like not, 
turning the news on at all. <laughs> it's yeah, it's just like, you're like, you, you want to say what? You want to do what? I'm like, I can't help you. I'm not going to go through this exercise of futility to quote stuff where, you know, it's changing every two weeks. Maybe I can hold it for a month. You know, the bath is going absolutely insane mm. right now. Um, it's just a very volatile market. I don't see the volatility calming down anytime soon. You know, I, I think the biggest thing that will drive the market probably in the next quarter or two will be the uh, the CPI, right? The consumer price index and the inflation rate. I think that will slowly have uh, an impact on the demand for the products that we're importing. You know, but if you look at the automotive sector, that's my daughter whining at me. I'm like, as soon as I'm on this recording, she wants to go out. She's literally whining at me. Listen, we don't want her to have an accident in the house. (laughs) Okay, so you got a little briefing on some of the costs that you're going to see on some of your freight bills. You have dwell, you have demurrage. You have detention, you have BAF, and there's a whole bunch more that you're going to hear as we go along. Now, one word in here is detention. That is a cost that you can actually control. Some of these you can, but detention is one that you should internally be watching in your own operations. And that one is know your free time. When a container shows up, Load or unload it as quickly as possible. Let it go. The more you let it sit there, that's when you're going to get stuck. And with that, your Trey Diva here. Looks forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye now.